your favorite toy truck nerds are back. Welcome to That Scale RC Show. Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to this week's episode of That Scale RC Show. This is episode 68, which I just realized we're only one away from episode number 69, so you guys better be ready for that one. Nice. Um, and I'm your host, Adam, alongside with Jay and Travis. And uh, what do you guys got going on tonight? Not much. <laughs> just kind of, man, I've had like migraines and stuff this week, so I've not been feeling super good. So, you know what it's that? Well, uh, Lots of monster. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've tried caffeine. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's been less than ideal this week. Damn, did that suck? Yeah. Oh well. I'll live. I did find something um, as a winter as a winter time waster for you folk who do all the crawling in bad or can't do all the crawling in bad weather like myself um living in cold areas and stuff like this or if you have nowhere to go during the winter um i found i i was hooked on it at first until i started looking at like deeper into this but i found like a little like 15 dollars steam game that is like pure it's called pure rock crawling and it is just like basically old jeep slow crawling through gates and stuff like that like super cool but i realized something that totally turned me off of this is that I can't put a hundred kilograms of brass at each end of the axle. Oh man. So that's not not scale then scale. is Yeah. Everywhere. So I already, I already asked for my refund. I wrote a review and said that this is horse shit. (laughs) I won't see real brass all over this thing. Yeah. So that was, I was having a great week and then now I'm just, I'm in the gutter, so maybe. That's tough, man. Yeah. That, that, means, that means I should send you this meme I just saw. It's hella funny. <laughs> it was in um, uh, in the Team Donner Party Crawlers. It's uh, it's a picture of Dean. It's like this guy. He looks like a cholo. You know, he's got his, like, I don't know. He's got a white beater, his dicky shorts with his white socks up to his knees. Yeah. And it says, and he's walking one way, and it says, me adding more weight. And then it shows him walking the other way, and he goes, me taking it off because it's too heavy. <laughs> God. Hella funny. But anyways, I like it when people put brass all over stuff and then complain when something breaks. Because well, they've got a pound of brass between their between the C hubs and the knuckles and the I've, beef yeah. fatties. I encountered this a couple times that. this week. I saw some people adding like completely brass caster blocks and C hubs and stuff. I was just like, "Do I say something? Like, do do I be the guy that's like, hey, if your axle snaps, you know why?" Or 
do I just it, let it happen and just wait to do damage control on the following post where it's, man, do these axles always do this? These are garbage. Yeah, so I've been like waiting all week to to just finally just let loose the first response team, but so far they're keeping me at bay. Oh, I saw a super funny thing the other day that just made me laugh. There was a dude who uh, was asking some questions and stuff, and someone made some kind of remark. He's like, oh, I know all about that, you know, because I'm an engineer. You know, and everybody's (laughs) like, well, if you're an engineer, why are you asking these super basic questions? Yeah. It was just super funny, and it just made me laugh because we were kind of making fun of people for the whole, you know, I'm an engineer. Yeah. Are you? Are you really? Like, because a mechanical engineer isn't the same, or a civil engineer isn't, you know, this isn't the same thing. You may design HVAC systems, but it doesn't mean you know shit about crawlers. Yeah, it's funny how that works. But yeah. anyways, that's what that's what I've been up to between that and just uh, work and uh, work and um, well recording really so we uh think some of our first uh, 4k cameras launched from work today so that was pretty exciting so yeah i mean everything's it's too busy end of year so nice yeah i was gonna say work 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 record work 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 work, yeah i mean the gooberman is telling me to stay home so i guess it's either that just work at home and then work at work so it's i guess it's not like somewhere i have to be yeah the gooberman i gotcha <laughs> yeah well it's funny because uh we're, we're that's gonna start happening here soon too so yeah oh fun stuff but anyways i i managed to get a grocery uh i i got a grocery order in before the new restrictions uh were announced so i was able to avoid the giant lines of toilet paper 2.0 so yeah no. dude costco was out when we went to place an order again yeah i believe it it's like the same exact thing is happening all over yeah. again like nobody learned the first time no they never do so well um as expected we didn't really have a topic in mind for tonight but i have I think there's a couple that actually came through in the comments that will definitely be a conversation worthy. So we can probably just start hauling ass on some questions. Sounds good. All right. So first one is from Wes Braswell. He says, I'm really interested in the red cat low rider, even though that is a world away from what I grew up with in Florida. I'm just wondering if what, if any events and competitions will come from these cars, it seems that where most stuff gravitates, it seems that is where most stuff gravitates. In other words, what would a middle-aged guy now living in Pennsylvania do with it? Once I got over the initial excitement, look at it. So, so you know what you do is you you put on lowrider events. You make sure they all show up. You got to wear your dickies. They got to be pulled up to your belly button, your tall socks up to your knees. Wife beater, um, flannel. Everybody ghost rides them too. Flannel with just the top button buttoned. Yep. <laughs> you have to do it right. And then you guys just, you know, do your, uh, you know, just have your competition. Get your little rulers out. See who gets the highest bounce. I mean, 
that's that's what I wanted to do. I was gonna go full on everything. Yeah. You could you could take over like an intersection at like a park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beyond that, I don't know. <laughs> um it seems like it's I, the the most perfect shelf queen ever. Yeah. No, I mean honestly, I know I probably sounded sarcastic, but I am like pretty serious. I oh, yeah, would I would I would do that. I'd fully dress up just for the occasion. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. I agree. That'd be a great time. Um. <laughs> so, uh, Chris Trudeau, he says, "Thanks to Travis, I may need I may need to make a land a scale land canoe." Also, since the last recording, have any of you used "I refuse your answer" in any conversations? <laughs> <laughs> Not since then. Not since then. No, no. but no. I imagine more are coming. Um. Yes. now that you reminded us (laughs) yeah (laughs) weeks a long time chris um also congrats to travis for remembering to post um post notifications of the recording this time yeah thank you um more suspension questions generally speaking why would you use heavy shock oil uh under 90 weight or diff oil or greater than 90 weight or diff oil for slower suspension response versus those that suggest 10 weight or no oil and rely solely on springs to do the work are we talking about oil? like springs with no oil is the dumbest thing i've ever heard of yeah i'm going to say that right now like you wonder why your rig sits there and hops trying to get up stuff it's because you have no damping it's all spring and there's nothing to slow down that motion okay but the thing okay so i guess the the reason why i'm looking at it a little differently is is he applying this to crawlers or is he applying this to um drag racing oh i crawlers i would assume crawlers i think okay because yeah. i was gonna say because i've heard both because the same thing goes with you know the drag racing i've heard people say just get super stiff springs so the shocks won't compress to keep a you know plan of where you want and then which is also funny yeah which is wrong also i mean i get what they're saying i think that it's they're worried about the springs absorbing that motion when the car is going to launch and that's just not the case you need to have some suspension compressing yeah, you didn't mean you need to apply the power. I think what people are forgetting is your springs control weight transfer. And so if you're trying to like launch, you know, like with a drag car and stuff like that, like, yeah, it's absolutely crucial that you don't put the stiffest springs you can find because you need weight transfer. You need to have that weight transfer to the rear wheels when it launches so that it can, you know, hook up and go. If you don't have you know, if you have stiff springs and you can't, you know, the suspension won't compress in the back, then it's just going to sit there and spin. You're not getting any of that weight transfer to help you launch and get that weight, you know, on the rear wheels. Yeah. It, it's just, uh, I don't know. Shock, shocks are a weird thing in the crawler world because it it's weird how much of it is disputed. And I can, in a way, I kind of understand it because things are going slow. So some of it isn't exactly as easy to recognize for a lot of people. What what always gets me and something that I think that a lot of people miss out on is that shock oil, it, it depends on. So you really need to consider your environment for shock oil because 
if you're someone who crawls out in Arizona and that's where you go and that's where you go crawling in the summer and, you know, 100, 110 degree heat, what 30 weight is in those conditions is drastically different than the 30 weight you're going to get living where we are, where it's like average 50, 60 all year round. Because you're, it, basically what happens is that at the hot, you know, the hot air temperature, that 30 weight turns to water. So it's essentially like having water in your shocks. So you have to go a lot thicker. Um, this was something that we encountered in racing for a long time was that if we, if we would leave the West side where we are here, we have to go across the mountains, drive to like Idaho where we're experiencing 50 degrees higher in temperatures. We have to completely rebuild the shock and we have to go thicker because the suspension dampening that we use on our side that works over here is not going to work anymore. Yeah, the viscosity changes with heat. Absolutely. And that's something that I think that no one ever brings up. So, but people tend to do like a little set and forget with their shocks. I see people always like writing like, oh, we'll just put 30 weight in it and build it and call it good and stuff like that. And shocks on the RC level are really not meant to be that way. They don't, the consistency doesn't last the way that people think it does. You need to rebuild them often. You need to check them often. The oil, if you drive it a lot, you need to replace the oil and it breaks down and it changes with temperature. So it's one of those things where, I mean, where do you even begin to try and educate yourself on it? But it's something that I think everyone needs to read up on a little bit more because I think there's a lot more to it than people give it credit for. Definitely not just throw whatever in it and tune it with springs. It it does it doesn't work the way you think it does. So Yes, true. But yeah. I, mean, I guess at some point we can have a shock oil or shock setup episode or video or something, but Yeah, that'd be good. That that tends to get pretty involved, but we can do that. But also how's the moon buggy going? Uh, good, actually. Um, while I'm sitting here talking with you guys, I was doing some detail work with a paint pen and then adding some aluminum tape to replicate like what heat shielded look like and stuff. So, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Other than that, it's good. Like it really, all that is left right now is just the interior and I've just about got that done. So it's almost ready to sit around and wait until the weather's nice enough to drive it. Nice. But it's been a cool project. I'm pretty excited. Found a 3D printed 22RE motor that's in it and then chopped apart and sectioned a axial um, XO radiator and uh, made it to where it was just like a single with a fan instead of the double like what it comes as, so I've got that tucked back there with the motor, and then I'm kind of debating whether or not I want to take some little wires and CA glue them and make spark plug wires and water hoses and stuff like that connecting the motor to the radiator, so we'll see. I don't know. I'm not sure how silly I want to get with it because I still want to, like, drive it and not worry about it falling apart, you know, and having a bunch of scale details that are going to get jacked up. you got to go full dollhouse, otherwise it's it's not a... That scale RC show approved. <laughs> That's true. It, it's pretty close, man. Like, it, honestly, it's pretty <laughs> darn close. It's it's borderline ridiculous. 
Um, Donnie Clark, he asks, planning to build my first kit this winter with plans to do another fairly soon after. I am going to do the SEX 10-2 Raw Builders Kit and a Gatekeeper Kit. My question is, which one would you recommend doing first for the experience of getting into building kits? Uh, yeah, we'll do the SCX honestly, first. Honestly, this is going to be an answer for you guys because both both of you have. Well, I know Jay's definitely built a gatekeeper and the ten two. So, really, they're about the same. I mean, it's a little more involved with a gatekeeper because you got like the cage and some stuff like that. But I mean, they're both really, for the most part, simple to build. Um, maybe start out with a. SCX 10 2 first, you know, and just kind of get that under your belt and then kind of have a little more confidence for tackling the gatekeeper since it is a little bit more involved. Yeah. yeah. Not by much, but I mean. Yeah. Um, Scooter Scott, uh, Jay, back in an early episode, I think the RC Girl episode, you spoke about possibly doing a how to properly install a wrap video. Is that still a possibility? Oh boy. Um, yeah, the problem is it's like, I don't know. I mean, panels are a full body. I mean, they're kind of, there's different, there's a lot of different ones that you can put on. So I don't know. I mean, I guess I could do a video of each. That'd be all right. I just, I don't really have anything in front of me that is going to need a wrap anytime soon. Well, you know, what's funny is I've been putting off at least because I know Jay's been asking me forever if I've, you know, put the wrap on the Capra and I said, well, I want to record it. So, so I have some sort of content for something, but you know, I just haven't had time to sit down and set up the camera. So I could do my version. It may not be the correct or the right way, but it'll be the way that I can get it done. Well, with panels, it's pretty easy. So, I mean, there's not too many ways to do it. So, that'd probably, I mean, if you're looking to do one of those, that'd be pretty good. And then I could do like the, do a full body one. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, oh, Chris Trudeau back with a couple. Um, any silly season moves by the That Scale RC show host, Travis to MKS, Adam to Element? And did Adam get a shift pattern tattoo? <laughs> I did the shift pattern tattoo by myself. <laughs> nice. <laughs> did it all prison style with an prison electric style. motor and some needles Dude, and a ballpoint I pen. <laughs> I took my Walkman. I took my Walkman CD player apart, took out the motor, hot wired it to a, a twelve volt battery, and made it work. You know, it's pretty funny. Like in prison and stuff, they make tattoo ink out of burning up newspaper. And yep. so they, they use the carbon and stuff for it. Just super ghetto. But Desperate yeah, times call for desperate measures. Yeah. Yeah. It shows you how, it shows you when broken down to a certain point, how resourceful people will become. Oh, yeah. It's, just, it's crazy oh, for sure. It's really funny. Um, as far as like off season moves, I know we kind of talked about this before the show. Um, I guess we've never really made it clear, but Travis is already a part of MKS. Yeah. I've been a part of MKS for like four years. So I, uh, so I guess I answered your question. I just answered it back in 2017. 
Um, but, um, where the hell were you? Other than that, I mean, I don't have anything planned, at least not at this time. Yeah, um, I don't think anything's changing. Yeah, I don't think anything's, yeah, I don't think anything's changing. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I can, uh, a much, much easier answer, I guess, at this point is I can tell you what's not changing and that's pretty much it. So, I mean, you know, well, I mean, if you got uh, – well, Travis, you can edit this out if you don't want it on there. I think the only actual change is um, SOR is not going to have a team anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's oh, kind of yep. it. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only off-season, uh, the off-season move I was relatively tied to was uh, firing everybody. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, no, we just uh, we just had a business model change and the, the team that we had um, – with us great group of guys um but it was just one of those things where it 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 t- companies have teams like that because it directly benefits the company and you can argue for x y or z reasons but for us we weren't really getting that same benefit and i don't think the drivers on the team were getting that same benefit so it just made sense that it's just something that we as a company could move on from and you know, well, I mean, we're, we're taking care of the guys that, you know, who, who obviously were on the team with us. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where it's, we're, we're not that kind of company anymore for that to make sense for us. And, um, you know, maybe that changes again in the future. You know I mean? You have to, this is an industry where you have to be really fluid, but, um, I think it was a decision that I've been honestly exploring the prospect of for a couple of years now. And, it's this just now it was the right time so um yeah especially with no racing going on it's absolutely pointless. yeah it, yeah so with our our business focus is really clear we know where we're going and we know what's working for us and that's what that's what drove that decision was that there was there was a very easy answer honestly of the area of RC that's making us money and the area of RC that's not. And so to pour, to continue to pour resources in the form of labor and products and things like that to the area of business that's not making us money, it just didn't make sense anymore. So that's, that's where that came from. Um, yeah, besides that though, I don't, I don't really have anything going on. I mean, I, you know, we're, Still very much AE going into next year. Everything else, I think, is staying the same as far as I know with this time. So um, if if anything is changing, those discussions haven't happened yet. Yeah, I just I got fired from my first team. <laughs> well, we're I keeping had, the crawler, some of the I, crawler guys. So, I, I, mean. I, had to cry, I had to cry in my cornflakes for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, we should clarify the crawler side of it is definitely the direction that we're going like business wise. Yeah. You know? And so, I mean, we'll continue to have some crawler guys that we support and stuff. And then we're going to kind of look at, um, having some social media guys that we uh, can send stuff to, to kind of that. Yeah. That, and that's really like the whole deal. That was the big shift was that we needed to, if we are going to pour resources in anything, we need to be able to pour resources in area that makes sense. And so, um, yeah, well, there it wasn't like a complete washing our hands clean of all of it, but it allows us to refocus a little bit and get us uh, get us some help on the marketing side, things that I wasn't really able to do before. So that's that's where it kind of came from. So you, you'll see, 
you'll see the result of that through the next year. So, yeah. You know, we still haven't done our, we, we usually do like an annual like sponsorship episode and we haven't done that this year. <sighs> you know, I was thinking about that cause it's, it's due on track walk too, but I was thinking about this at work today. I was like, man, what do you even say now? I mean, yeah, especially because this year's so like just weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I episode twenty two, all the same applies. Um, I my theory was that companies. I, I think I, I think this was a track walk episode. I said this on my theory is that companies that have the the, the teams that you know some some teams are more you know we just we'll sign anybody who asked and others. But I think you're going to see, honestly, a big influx of team drivers going into next year because where companies are going to, where companies lost revenue in sales this year, although most of the industry did pretty well, but the ones that, that struggled are going to make the grabs at trying to get the sponsored guys because I mean, it's, it's guaranteed income. So I, I expect a lot more team drivers next year. That's what that's my guess. Yeah. Um Alex Sims, are you guys recording with Autotune today? I hope so. <laughs> oh, I forgot all about that. It is installed. I haven't opened it yet though. So no, not not this time, but it'll be ready um appropriately for episode sixty nine. So that'll be fun. Um yeah, I gotta I gotta learn that software first, so that's my that's my struggle. <laughs> um and then what, what's the biggest mistake slash regret you have from a build slash upgrade? For example, a brass roof rack that destroys the CG of the rig or grippy rock sliders. First of all, brass does nothing but help everything. <laughs> so if you're going to do a brass roof rack, obviously that's helping because it's brass. So that's just not true. I, re- I reject that answer. <laughs> well, it was a question. <laughs> I don't know. I just reject the fact that he thinks a brass roof rack is a bad idea because if it's if it's brass, it's good. So okay, I'll let I'll let everyone in. You guys get a, a new product exclusive from SOR. So I hinted there was going to be a follow up to EPX and. Now, what's coming up is the BPX, Oh, where yeah, we are making a full brass kit for the Element Enduro. Yeah. I think the hot shit for 2021 is going to be brass driver figureheads. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, can, I can see that blowing up. Dude, I'm surprised nobody's made brass wheel nuts or, you know, truck nuts. You can so... Oh yeah, <laughs> there was um <laughs> early days of the other podcast. Um, there was a big fad of um in the racing world of brass wheel hexes, and which is which makes sense. But it was kind of I, funny. I've used them. Yeah, it, it, but it was kind of funny. And then there was also people who were getting brass wheel nuts, and so we did a whole spoof about like all you know having brass nuts, but. Yeah. For clarification, we don't think brass is inherently bad, but it is massively overused. If anyone hasn't figured that out by now, 
We're not just haters. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, to answer this question, though, like to uh, truthfully, uh, an upgrade that I, re- you know, like I regret. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, because like realistic, I guess I can go back to looking at my, you know, maybe like some of my first builds. Well, okay, yeah, they, they, yeah, that's definitely a regret that I have. So, my first, um, you know, Rancho, you know, two-two style axles with a SDX10, you know, standard um, chassis and everything. So, um, my first Rancho build that I did, um, you know, I thought, hey, I'll save some money and I'll order all my, you know, parts from one place. Um, Asia T's at the time, and I was like, I'll just order everything I need: the C's, the the knuckles, axles, everything. I was like, I'll just order it all from there. So place the order. I mean, everything came into being like, I don't want to say like a little over a hundred bucks shipped. All the parts that I wanted, um, got it, installed it all, and I'm not making this up. Took the truck out for its first maiden run. I was no more than five minutes into the run, went over some rock. The thing kind of like bounced down, and I watched the front tire roll away, and I go, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and I go and look, and the axle shaft is snapped. And I'm just going, are you kidding me? Like, this is ridiculous. I said, five minutes into this, and that's when I said right then and there, I said, well, you get what you pay for. I didn't pay much, so I didn't get much. So I, from there on out, I was like, I'm going to buy quality parts, not the cheapest, just because I'm trying to save some money. That was my biggest regret. I don't think I have anything that qualifies for this question. No regrets. No regrets. Um, no regrets? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really... No, I I, I don't really have anything. Um, I'm trying to... I... That samurai that I built, mm. I did. I'm trying to think. It got it. It's been a couple of years now, but I did something to the suspension and it just messed it up. Like the car was super, super good, and it was up until I think I put like stiffer springs on it or something, and it just ended up being terrible. So that's, I mean, easy fix, but I think that's really about it. I mean, I don't normally. I don't know. I mean, I I don't do a whole lot that you can't just easily correct. Jay's just saying he's perfect. He doesn't make any mistakes. Basically. <laughs> no, it's just the mistakes I make are pretty easy to remedy is all. Okay, pal. <laughs> pal. <laughs> um, Ed Winger, he says, two-part question. First, in one of the previous episodes, Jay made a comment about saucing tires to soften them up. Does it actually work? How is it done? And what are the pitfalls of doing so? Uh, there's like a million different ways that it can be done. Um, I I don't know. Probably one of the most common things that we do is like just WD-40. Yeah. Just stick them in a bag and spray them down with WD-40 and leave them for anywhere from a couple days to a week or so. Yeah. Um, Paragon is another uh, 
another chemical that you can buy. I think it's like peppermint oil and something else in it. And uh, that is another popular thing for softening tires. I've seen people use diesel, um, all kinds of stuff. But, uh, I mean, in the crawler world, I only do it with, like, RTR tires and stuff like that that are maybe a little bit hard to soften them up. And that's yeah. really about it. I mean... Aside from that, like, I mean, I don't even sauce drag tires. I just clean them with our cleaner that we have after every run and call it good. I mean, your most low effort option, honestly, is just going to be to stick them in the WD-40 bag. Yeah, I, mean, I think, you know, if minimal effort. has an RTR and they have, you know, any gripes with how it does, I would absolutely suggest going that route with WD-40 and just leave them for a week or so. Yeah. That and you know it's cheap and it's a really good way of accomplishing getting them softer, not necessarily having to replace your tires. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and then his, you don't, you don't reject that. I'm saving that one for later. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until I say something actually like really dumb. <laughs> Second, could Jay give me a quick tutorial on the proper way to highlight a company and slash or products on social media? I found out on one of the last episodes that hashtagging something in a Facebook post does little to bring attention to the product or service. I like how that's the one thing I've said that's stuck with people. Was like, <laughs> it's well, it's important too. So I'm actually super happy that people are thinking about it you know and remembering that yeah but yeah no just do at and then the company or person company. don't do anything on facebook now instagram completely course, different, different story. story yeah yeah it's a totally different thing you can use hashtags and stuff like that i still think the most beneficial way of tagging a company though is by doing at and doing it on any platform because then people click on it and it directly goes to your page. Yeah. You know, it, does, it doesn't go to a, a, an assortment of posts that, you know, hashtags may, may not be from you. Yeah. Hashtags are great for something when used for tags that are like, that are generic, that are groups of something because the likelihood of, of someone of, of, of it being in someone's feed is much higher. You tag, if you're trying to get the company's attention, then just tag the company. And that's true for Facebook and Instagram because then they get a yeah. direct notification that that's what you're trying to do. Facebook wasn't set up in the beginning to have hashtags. So unless someone goes out of their way to search the hashtag, follow the search results, or click the hashtag that they saw someone post and then see all the other posts with that hashtag. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And then when you limit that to companies, I mean, you're really not, you're just limiting your scope to such a small variety of people. So like quite literally, even on Instagram, like if you are like, we'll use us for example, we'll do SOR. If you want that post to reach people, even just beyond us, you tag SOR and then hashtag something like RC crawlers or something like that. You know, uh, you'd be surprised how much of a difference that really makes. Um, we joked about, I don't remember if we joked about it on this episode or not. I'm, or not this episode, but this podcast, I'm like 99% certain we have, but um, about like the hashtag still waiting and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. like people do that and somehow think that hashtags legitimize whatever post or point they're trying to make. And it, it doesn't do anything. It just, it just adds unnecessary 
goofiness and then people laugh at you. So that's, that's really it. So, I mean, it's, it is super goofy because it makes me think about those people that like say hashtag baller, like in a conversation in person, you know? Like, yeah. That's what I think about every time too. It is kind of cringe. Super dumb, I just yeah. kind of cringe. And I get the people who are like trying to do a good job for their sponsors and stuff like that. But you'll see someone's like sponsor, like event report and stuff like that. And the bottom half of the post is just one hashtag after another. And no one else saw it because of those hashtags. So, yeah, I've always made it a point to just tag the companies because you want the companies to know. And if it was worthy, the company will share it. So it's it's sort of self-fulfilling. So, um, yeah, it's kind of weird, though. I mean, Facebook and Instagram are two things that you also really have to bust ass at for a little while to really gain a consistent following and post reach. Um, because I almost, like, never post on my personal page, for example, Anytime I do post something, I very rarely get any response. So, because I don't work at it. So, it's it's tricky. It definitely is not an overnight thing. Yeah. 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 Um, Brandon Catton, he says, I want to come hang out again. LOL, you guys are the are a blast to listen to and talk to. Some of the topics have me laughing way harder than they should. I think the same probably goes for us. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but yeah. We appreciate that we're entertaining to listen to and we thank you for that. Yes. It's a very nice, very nice thing to say. Um actually I think that's it for questions. Oh my god. Damn, thirty six minutes in. Now what do we do? Oh shit. Quick somebody think of something. Uh, I'm going to double check to make sure I didn't miss any questions. So I'll stall for a minute. You're stalling. Jay sounds like he's a hundred miles away. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, I was reaching for something and trying to talk at the same time for like five minutes. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Okay. I know what we can talk about for a second. Have you guys seen Ryan Crowley's post with the, the workbench at the toilet? No, but I will. Let's yeah, see. yeah, that was pretty funny, actually. That is hilarious. I think we need to share that on the on the Instagram and the socials because um, that's pretty funny. It was. Yeah, I agree. The only thing I want to know is how did like who has the bathroom that big enough that they were able to get a especially in the toilet area to get a freaking table set up in there. Jay Z. He has huge bathrooms. Could live in an ADA apartment like me. I have a ton of bathroom space. That's true. Huh. You've got like the power rails in there too. Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) You just grab on. (laughs) I don't think there are power rails in the shower. I should hope not. I mean, there should be no aggressive shitting in the shower. (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) Um, No comment. Good. If anyone's uh, pooped in their shower recently, please reach out. 
Yeah, then you mash it through the the drain. Oh god. <laughs> I'm imagining calling maintenance for something like that. This is content we're supposed to be saving for next week. Yeah, I know. This is that little bits have been leaking. Like somebody needs to remind me for next week to talk about the turd spoon. (laughs) Oh man. Um, but yeah. I don't know, though. I don't. There's not a whole lot about this I'm liking. Because the whole bathroom thing set up. Because. I mean, I guess he could pull. I, I don't know if there's I don't know if there's wheels underneath the desk and if he can pull it closer to him, but he's going to have to lean like really far. Unless he's like seven foot tall. Do they still make TV trays? You could use a TV tray with the toilet to work on stuff. Yeah. God, that'd be dangerous. I mean, you drop one thing on the TV tray and it bounces. (laughs) That's where your CowRC magnetic mat comes into play. (laughs) Just need a magnetic toilet seat now so it can catch any screws that you lose. Yeah. I mean... That's an A plus for effort. My back's gonna hurt. Oh, okay. You know what? That that's that's something we could talk about. Do you guys prefer sitting down when you're wrenching or standing up? Hmm. Well, <laughs> I don't know. It's hit or miss because it depends if I'm. I'm like a little bit of both at work. Um, I'm primarily sitting down, but if I'm like busy or like kind of move around a little bit, or if my back just hurts, cause my back hurts after a while of sitting down, then I'll stand up and I'll work on stuff. Um, my desk at home is one of those, uh, like crank adjustable heights. So I can raise it up to like standing height if I need to, but I don't do it that often. Cause then my feet just start to hurt because I'm just standing on the carpet. So I sit as much as possible just because of my arthritis and stuff. So I, Travis pointed out that I do sit really far away from the working surface that I'm working (laughs) on though. Yeah. I drop an absurd amount of stuff. I drop things all the time, like to the point of where like I'll drop something so many times in a row that I'll just start laughing about it. Like, Oh my God, this is ridiculous. Like I drop a lot of stuff. Yeah, I feel yeah, that. But to be fair, you know, I mean, my hands and fingers have arthritis really bad, and so I, I'm not quite as dexterous as I used to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. I'm um, really shaky, too, I notice. Like, my hands shake really bad. I have a really hard time trying to hold still using paint pens. Oh, yeah. I I was having that um, yesterday. The uh, We were trying to... Oh my god, I, the the name is blanking on me. I can't believe I forgot this. Ross Pro. Uh, no, um, <laughs> we had a we had a welder at work that we were trying to measure um, measure the pinouts to figure out what was doing what on one of the plugs, and I was trying to hold the prongs on um, there's what voltmeter or something, and 
I was trying to hold the prongs and I was having the absolute worst time keeping my hand steady. So the conclusion was, is that we weren't getting readings, but I'm pretty sure that's because I wasn't touching them. So yeah, but beyond that, I don't know. Is Ross pro still alive? Guess I could find out. Pull that shit up, Jamie. Oh no, he's yeah. not. He's he's dead. But back There's to about that. I would say back to it real quick. I have to stand up when I'm wrenching. I can't really? sit down. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. I just feel uncomfortable when I'm sitting down. I've even on it. like a bar stool or something, like yep. not even a chair. I, yep, I've tried it. Like I, I have an actual like stool, like bar stool style at my workbench, and like I'll sit and it, like let's take um, putting wheels together for instance. I'll start like I'll be two screws into it, and I stand up and I just go fuck this shit. I gotta, and I just gotta stand up. It's like I can't, I can't sit that long wrenching. I, it, I don't know why. I just feel uncomfortable. Like I feel like out of sorts. Strange. Interesting. And I, I have problems. I get it. You're not the first person I've heard that, that does that. So it's just, yeah, something about just standing up. I mean, I've tried. Um, it just, I don't know. It's just hard for me to sit there. It's like I have to stand up. I don't know. I think it also has to do with like part of the way I usually have phone conversations. If I'm not like even doing this is kind of hard sitting around um, talking Excuse me, when I'm on the phone, I wander. Oh, God. Yeah, us too. Trav and I both, like, just pace wildly when we're on the phone. So, yeah, it's just something weird. So it's like, yeah. but Which I hate talking on the phone in the first place. Like, it's just, it's distracting from whatever it is that I'm trying to do. And, like, texting is so much more, like, to the point, you know. There's not, like, the... So, how's it going? What do you, you know, it's like, what do you want? Okay. Here you go. Bye. Like, that's the best way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that got us a whole nother like three minutes of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to title this episode desperation okay (laughs) the desperation episode we've had to stretch this so far just to get to next week yeah everything's basically just filler until next week oh ralph nader's still alive though really yeah wow (laughs) <laughs> I imagine that's most people's response. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Um, let's see. I yeah, I didn't miss any questions, it looks like. I was thorough. I'm glad everyone enjoyed that land canoe video, though. What's that? I'm glad everyone enjoyed that land canoe video, though. Dude, how can you not like that video? That was the greatest thing ever. A lot of people saw that. I was really surprised by that. Yeah, I had a crazy number of views, like probably more so than anything we've ever done. Yeah. It was like the fastest edit I'd ever seen too because like the 
my coworker did that like right in front of me just on his phone. I was like, oh, okay. And then he just <laughs> airdropped it to me and walked away. That's so funny. <laughs> it's a crazy place. <laughs> it's like such a good quality video too. Like it's a really good quality Lane Canoe video. Yeah. It's very peaceful. You want is, you yeah. want to be there. Well, yeah. Yeah. Lane Canoe. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good time. I'd share more about it, but I guess from everything else beyond what I've said is probably proprietary to some degree. We have to protect our interests. Beyond that, let's see. Yeah, not really anything else newsworthy this week. Um, a Proline did release some uh, sand drag tires today. I was kind of cool. Had sand drag stuff on the mind because there's a spot at Die Hard that would be absolutely perfect for it that I've been thinking about. But I think sand drags could be really, really fun. I think so too. Big horsepower, lots of roost. I think it would be pretty cool. We'll see. And that's what I kind of told um, Ryan when he brought that up to me. I was like, you know, kind of reminds me of like the uh, sand rail stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thing is, though, it's like, I mean, I'm assuming everybody would build something short course based, but there's, I, I think, like, mega trucks, like a mega truck build would be super fun for sand drags. They already have the tires for it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. One of our team guys, Glenn Taylor, he has a mega truck and he let me drive it over Fourth of July weekend and oh my god, was that thing fun. Like I didn't really, you know, know what to think at first. I was like, uh, you know, I don't know if it's something I could get into or not, but that thing was really stinking fun and it was very fast. It was it was a good time. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah, we should do that again. That was a really good time. It sucks that uh, this year's turned out the way it did, and I'd like to say that it's going to get better next year, but at this point I'm not really sure. So, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I know we always try to be like positive, but that was actually something me and Michelle were talking about at dinner tonight. We were saying how she, we just got the email um, every year in about the middle to end of April. There's this uh, – big car show in Half Moon Bay called uh, Dream Machines. And, I mean, it's anything from lifted trucks to low riders to classic cars to sports cars, whatever. If you want to, you know, show it off, show it off. Um, it's like one of the biggest events that happens in Half Moon Bay every year. And this will be the second year that they've canceled. They already sent out the email saying, we're just informing everybody that we will not be having it this year and hope to return in 2022. And I'm like, are you serious? Oh. I was like, they're still, they're already talking about all this. And you know, that's what six months away. I'm like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Damn. That hurts. So, yep. So, We'll see what happens next year. I hope none of the RC events start following that trend. Uh, well, we already had one canceled up here that people were trying to run, and uh, I think it was either December or January. It was an indoor arena race in Spokane, and that was announced like three days ago, and it's already canceled. Wow. So I don't totally understand what it was they were trying to go for with the restrictions coming unless the, that came up pre the restrictions, but 
Yeah, still a bummer regardless. At this point, like, do you even try to do an event or anything? I mean, like, it's just... I, I, why bother right now is kind of my position on it. My thought as well, but there are people who don't agree with that sentiment. So, right. yeah, I mean, which is fine, but this is going to continuously happen. So I, if you can't see COVID, it's not really there. Well, there's that. Oh, there is something new. Losi came out with that 10th scale uh, LMT, their new big giant rad monster truck. Oh, yeah. Which I saw a comparison picture next to an SMT-10, which both are 10th scale according to you know their specifications. Mm-hmm. But the Losi just towers over the Axial SMT-10. It was really surprising. But um, I was just looking on A-Main, and actually I didn't see this advertised, but... They've got the Gravedigger one. They've got the Son of a Digger. And then they have um, a roller that you can get for $3.99 instead of $5.99 like the others. And so you just get a roller, pick your body, and pick your electronics, and you're good to go. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But, yeah, kind of a neat-looking truck. It looks really burly. Well, I was going to say the interesting part about it is – it's definitely looks like you said, like it's beefy. It's meant to take abuse. Um, I think the SMT 10 is a little more scale looking. Cause like when you look at the axles, since they use the, um, air sixties, it's a little more realistic. Whereas the axles on the low C they're definitely not the most scale looking, but like I said, at some point you got to sacrifice one for the other. Yeah. They went for, it was pretty clear they went for function over form on the axles. But they don't look like they're going to break. And the other cool thing, too, is it comes with an interior with a driver figure, which is really cool. I don't know. I'd probably buy the Losi before I'd buy something else. And, like, I honestly, like, the Losi would probably be a super good platform for doing a uh, mega truck build on. And it looks like you could do rear steer on it relatively easy. So that's pretty cool, too. I hope the first thing people do is take that stupid wheelie bar off of it, though. Like, yeah. that, that is so just Traxxas and toy-looking when they have wheelie bars on RC cars that aren't dragsters. Yeah, I never got that. It's just, it's dorky. It looks terrible. It's supposed to be sick. Because <laughs> wheelies are sick, bro. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> there's a new uh low c gas fifth scale short course coming out oh lord for the bargain price of one thousand three hundred and ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> oh my god fifth scale is just it's crazy to me that it's as popular as it is Dude, because it's so expensive, and RC people are so freaking cheap usually. Like, it just, I don't get it. I, well, Not, no. You need a huge area to drive them on, too. You know, right? People will spend a lot of money in RC. They just nickel and dime on all the dumb stuff. Yeah, that's true. They'll drop 400 bucks on something and buy a $17 servo. And yeah, they just, built a, they just built a 5B or something, and then they're like, well, I couldn't. Spend $40 for this brass, or you can give it to me for $25, and I can eat dinner tonight. You're just like, well, okay. 
<laughs> Maybe <laughs> there's a better way. <laughs> um, I was thinking about, someone asked a long time ago now that someone asked about the prospect of like fifth skill crawlers. God, that would suck. It would. And I, I was thinking about like how we were talking about how insanely expensive it would be and stuff like that. And I was sitting here thinking of thinking about all the places I've ever gone crawling. And I'm like, man, where would it have been fun? Maybe nope, nowhere. Cap Sani or Erie. But the majority of places that we've been crawling at or that I even see pictures of is people struggle to find big enough stuff for, like, tent scale. If you, you know, it's like a lot of guys are using, like, tree roots and crap to crawl over because there's just yeah. nothing around. So it just makes me think, like, man, it would just be no fun if you took a fifth, If you took a fifth scale to Cap Santa, you'd be done in, like, 15 minutes. In every, I mean, it's, it's like you're just you're shrinking the terrain that you're driving on so considerably yeah. that just why? Yeah. I wonder how many units they've actually moved though for, uh, like Red Cat, for example, with their fifth scale, or even that Traction Hobby eighth scale. Like you don't even see any of those hardly because they're just huge. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. The large scale stuff, like yeah, it's cool looking and everything, but man, like, just you, it's so hard to find good places to run stuff like that. Yeah. Even like, I don't know, like even like, cars on tracks and stuff, you know, like a, a fifth scale short course, like it, it would absolutely suck on any of the tracks that we have here locally. Like it'd be no fun. No, uh, you have to purpose built. Oh, dude, it, yeah, it'd have to be... Just Which some, some people huge. have, actually. and on Well, some people have with a relative footprint like that, and it's turned out pretty cool. But you really do have to go out of your way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, God, beyond that, I really didn't have anything else. I was trying to make a last-ditch effort to see if there was anything else that was coming up <laughs> on my feed, but God, I, I've got nothing. Yeah, I've been kind of doing the same thing. So do we want to save the suspension stuff for a future episode, or what do we want to do? You can bless us with your knowledge if you want. I don't know if I would go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, it's so crucial, and it's something that is like probably given the least amount of consideration by crawler guys. Yeah. You know, like it's just shocks are such a afterthought. Like if anything, like people's idea of like good suspension is buying some like crappy RC four wheel drive King shocks and throwing them on something and sick upgrade, sick mod. You know, it's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> It is such a crucial part of your setup, and it's like I can't stress that enough. And so many things that people bitch about, like, oh, there's terrible torque twist, and, and it's like, well, because you're running full droop with no springs or anything, dude, like, what do you think's going to happen? You know, like, there, it's just, I don't know. And there's so many people that just think they have it right, that there's absolutely no point in trying to explain it to them, that it's like, all right. We should do 
we should try and do something at some point, but I think that's a pretty involved conversation. Yeah, I, I think it's something we should actually like get like a game plan and like outline. Yeah, because that's that we forget. That's pretty loaded, and it would be good to do. I guess a little bit of uh, consumer advice in an episode. I'm sure that would go a long ways. Yeah, maybe the follow up to a bad word next week will go on the go on the shocks and all that. Do a suspension episode. Yeah, it might not be the worst idea. That that would actually be good because then we can put put it out there that that's what the program's going to be about, and then people can actually you know ask the questions that's, that they want to know the answers to. And that's very true because yeah, otherwise we might not address something that someone is confused about. So yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Yeah, we should plan for that then. Episode of seventy. So okay. Wow, seventy. 70 wow that is crazy pretty wild it feels like i've only been here for 26 of them is it you've been here for that many already yeah it's kind of weird isn't it really yeah God, that's so many yeah well i will have by the time that comes out wow i think it's like 24 cool. right now not counting any that i just came on and hung out oh New LMNRC trail runner available. In <laughs> oh yeah, hey, some fire. news. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's um, they call it fire, and it's really, really close to the um, inferno red slash orange that Toyota has. It looks really sick. It's neat looking. Um, I know one other thing. Um, Proline released or is releasing the um. Power Wagon and an STX24. That's right. Yeah. I I meant to text Travis about that because I thought it'd be really cool to do a 24 scale replica of his Power Wagon that he has. We could take your Enduro 24 and make it just like your big one, Trav. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, I was at, it was funny because like, I was kind of thinking about that. I said, you know, it seems like a lot of companies are starting to push that direction of the 24th scale, but not one company has come out with extra bodies. Yeah, I so know. I was, huh. like, I was like, that's like, you know, I said, it, it's, you know, somebody's got to be coming up with it, and then Proline did it. I'm glad they did. Hopefully it'll fit the Enduro 24 fairly well. I think it will fit almost all of them. If uh, I saw something somewhere, they were saying something about something had to work with something. I, I got to go back and look at it. Some light modding. 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 What are some free mods? Free mods? Free mods. I want some cheap mods. I want some free mods. I just want mods. I absolutely hate that term. Mods. What? Free or... Oh, mods. Mods, yeah. Did some mods. <laughs> cool, dude. <laughs> what are some good free mods? I don't know. You can, like, tape a cup to the hood of your car. That's free. Um, <laughs> what, else, what else could you do? 
<laughs> you could draw dicks all over it with a sharpie. That's another free mod that you could do. Um, there's plenty, really. God. <laughs> all right. Well. <laughs> uh, okay. 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 So it says that it is designed to fit on the Wrangler JLU version of the SCX24, while other SCX24 versions will require additional body mount parts for a proper fit. See fits tab. Yeah, they designed this around the axial. It fits the Jeep Wrangler JLU, the Deadbolt with the part number AXI, Two zero one zero zero two front body mount and the Axial XCX twenty four sixty seven Chevy C ten with the same front body mount as mentioned above and the AXI two zero one zero 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 rear body mount and bumper. Any options? That sure oh. sounds confusing. Like I'm lost already. Okay, so basically, what it sounds like is you need like you need to use the rear. Bu- body and bumper mount that comes with the C10 um, because if I'm not mistaken I don't have the C10 or the deadbolt I only have the JLU um, supposedly I think the other two or I think all of them come with the different parts so like if you need to make it a little bit longer wheelbase because all those have different wheelbases so uh, and also I think those bodies from the sounds of it all have different mounts. So therefore, if you don't have certain mounts, maybe this thing isn't a direct bolt-on, but they're saying it can work with other ones. You just might have to get creative with the mounts. They designed it around the 24, which almost, which actually now kind of doesn't sound too weird because I wonder if bodies are almost as bad as designing a car. Like, you know how, I mean, we've had Brad Geck, John Schultz, um, you know, uh, we've had everybody. I mean, Randall, we've had them all. Like, and we've been like, hey, you know, when did these, you know, go into Like, when did you start designing this? And they're like, oh, it takes like two years before it comes out. And you're like, whoa. So I wonder if bodies are almost the same thing. I wonder if they've been working on this when the 20, like the SCX24 was really the only thing. And I wonder if, you know, uh, the team associated one came out. Or it's just horizon on horizon love. Uh, I didn't think about that. I really uh, did not think about that. I mean, that's purely speculation, obviously, but in my mind, that would make sense that they would do something for a Horizon product first. Well, see, but it's funny because like, I forgot that they were bought out by Horizon. That's why I didn't even think about that. Hmm. Well, you should still do it and make it happen. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'm starting to panic by interiors. Oh, yeah? Well, Proline discontinued all their interiors, so now I'm, like, buying up everything I can find at A-Main so that I can what a- have a stash of interiors to use on future builds. Why don't you just have the intern 3D print you an interior? I don't want... Dude, I would not want a 3D printed interior on... Like, with the stuff that I build, it's, like, somewhere on the intersection of scale meets performance. It's not super, super scale, and it's not just strictly performance. Like, 
when I build something like it should have some sort of an interior in it. Otherwise it's kind of half-assed in my opinion, you know, like when I'm building stuff myself. And so I use like Lexan interiors on just about everything, but I mean the 3d printed interior is like as rad as it would be, it would just be too heavy to really be that awesome on, you know, I don't know. I just, I try and, find like the best of both worlds with the stuff that I buy or the stuff that I build I mean and I don't really see a 3D printed interior really fitting stuff that I do because hmm. I, I do like to drive everything that we have and if it's going to be just ridiculously top heavy then it's not going to be that much fun yeah that makes sense Well, it's just such a bummer that they quit. I, I just, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's a huge bummer. Well, what's funny is I'm scrolling through. I typed in interior, which actually brought up a lot of discontinued things on their website. Dude, it's pretty funny. I got a couple of these bodies, and they're not, and they, and I haven't used any of them. So I'm sitting on some like pretty like historic items. Would you look up their like legacy parts? No, I just typed in interior to see if they're still selling them on their website, and then all their interior says discontinued, but for some reason it's tied into a lot of other vehicles, but I wonder if that's because all those vehicles came with interiors. Hmm. If you scroll down to the very bottom of ProLine's website, there's a gray like bar across it, and it's got like all the links to basically everything on the site. And uh, product? yeah, under customer care, if you click on that, that's got all of their discontinued stuff. Hmm. You see that it has event coming soon, <laughs> discontinued. <laughs> <laughs> we discontinued by the fire. It's no longer available. I wondered about that. So the C10 body cab only is a, is a, a legacy. So it's, not well. It's I guess it is discontinued, but in stock while supplies last, so they still have some. I might need to hop on one of those just in case. Well, they still I, make the one with the bed. Oh, so I mean, you can buy that one still. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm not gonna freak out yet. Um, yeah, I have a Ram Charger bo um, body still chilling in the bag. Ram charger. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, hang on to that. Yeah, I still have ours, too. Like, I kind of want to, like, get another rig to put it on just so that we can have it. Because that was the one that we did, like, the Bluetooth stereo in and stuff and the little sub box and everything. Like, it's a shame to have that thing just sitting there doing nothing. Oh, and it's funny. They discontinued their BF Goodrich Baja TAKR2s. I have a set of those on my four-wheel drive slash. Oh, really? Yeah, that was back when that was back when Elio tried to talk me into um, building a realistic uh, trophy truck. That's what so I we, put on the gatekeeper. So we wouldn't run, um, you know, the stock slash wheels. We put on one nine crawler wheels with one nine tires. You know what I'm surprised they got rid of is the brass their, um, the brass. <laughs> Um, brake rotor weights. 
No, their their toolbox, their truck box. Like I honestly figured more people would have bought that to where it would have been worth their while to can you know keep offering it. It was discontinued a long time ago, but it was just their little diamond plate toolbox. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. We've used those in a couple of builds. They're pretty neat. I don't know. I just get hmm. bummed out, but then I look at all like the plastic things and stuff that they have on here. That's all like injection molded stuff, and it's like, my God, the money they spent to produce this stuff and then to just discontinue it. And I can't believe they already they already discontinued all their aluminum wheels. Well, their new ones are sick. Have you seen the new ones? No. Check out the new ones. They they have one set that look really really nice. I mean, they all of them look nice, but there's one in particular called the Crestline that I think looked freaking cool. Oh, their dually wheels are in stock now. Guess I should probably snag some of those for that Unimog build for the six by six. That's a lot of damn wheels to buy for a six by six. Your utility bed's discontinued, but we all knew that. Yeah, sad, sadness. And you have a couple of these soft tops, don't you? I have one. I have one still in the package, and one that is. No, excuse me. I have two. I have one that's got a some of the stitching coming off, and then I've got one new in the package, and then I've also got one of their spare tire carriers or uh, spare tire covers on my JK. Oh, okay. On my axial JK. The soft top was really cool, aside from the fact of trying to get the Velcro to go on the cage. They give you Velcro with no adhesive. So you can, like, shoe glue it or try and CA glue it to the cage or whatever, but it's not, like, the easiest thing, so. Huh. So which wheel did you like? Crestline. Crestline. Top row in the middle. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Kind of a good-looking wheel. I mean, it's not, like, you know, super blingy. Those and the Impulse. The Impulse is one of my favorites because that looks like an ultra wheel, which is, like, my all-time favorite one-to-one -one wheel. But the Impulse looks really good. That upper one reminds me of um, that Innovate Racing, those wheels they do. The middle one, the crest line? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. They have really nice wheels. Who, Innovate? Yeah. Yeah, they're expensive, too. Yeah, like you're talking like four or five grand for wheels. Like, it's craziness. High-quality, American-made... So look, even if you go to simulated, I've already priced it out because at one point I was like, yeah, I'll throw those on my truck. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> maybe grunt. I'm wrong. Maybe it wasn't them that, that remind me of them. Hmm. Looks like the grunts are still out of stock, so I guess there's really no point in ordering the wheels for that build unless there's tires to put on them, so... Those are a pretty sick-looking wheel, though, the carbines. I agree. Um, yeah, so you can go with this and 
check all your stuff out, and I'm looking at one wheel, $1,139. Ouch. And I need four of them. Dude, that's so much. Freaking crazy. It's like worth more than my truck. <laughs> Serious. Like, that's so bad. Okay, I'm going to say quantity four. Add to cart. And let's see what... The, oh, i got to pick a finish. We'll go black. Well, and then can cart. you imagine sales tax on 5400 bucks? It's uh, before tax is $4,556. That's just for wheels, dude. That's insane. You want to know? You want to know? It's funny too. Is I first got the idea about this from actually two people. One was um was Nick Lap. He was telling me about wheels to look at when I was telling him, you know, eventually want to change, you know, the wheels on um my Duramax. And he said, oh, you should check out Innovate. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll check them out. And I kind of forgot. And then, um. I was watching some guy who's got a – he's got a pretty nice uh, Dodge. I think it's like a third gen, and it's all set up to go out in the desert and stuff because I think he lives down in SoCal. And he goes, yeah, and I – you know, and I'm running these uh, – he goes, I'm running Innovate whatever wheels, and I'm going, oh, yeah, those don't look bad. I said, yeah, I should check them out. And I check them out, and I was like, <laughs> you got kidding me. I can't oh, believe <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I understand you get what you pay for, but there's an extent. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly. So I think a lot of it's just because they're forged. Pretty much. Yeah, because actually, I'm going to look up a trail-ready beadlock. They have some cool-looking wheels. I would like to see more replica wheels. Oh, so would I. I mean, I know uh, we obviously Other than, have... like, KMC and Method, I would like, you know, I mean, there's... Raceline? Yeah, Raceline, Pitbull, and RC Four-Wheel Drive both have... Oh, the ones line. you like, that's what it reminds me of. The ones, those wheels, the crest lines, remind me of the Trail Ready B-Locks. That's what they remind me of. I hope they make a class zero or a class one BFG all terrain. I'm surprised that dirt oval's big enough to where they're actually making stuff for it now. I mean I guess in the Midwest it's probably bigger than it is here, but Okay, did you know this? Sorry. Did you know that you can add an optional lifetime warranty to your trail-ready beadlocks, and it's only $50 to add lifetime warranty, or you can just do the standard one year for free? Why would you not spend 50 bucks after spending <laughs> that much money? Well, and actually, trail-ready's not – I mean, it's it's still bad, but it's not as bad as I thought it was. They're, they're uh, 600 bucks a wheel. God, that's still so much. <laughs> but you're talking like full beadlocks and stuff, though, right? Yes. Yeah, so. 
I wonder how many people are going to buy that Blake Wilkie Megalodon. I'm surprised they did that. Like, I, I didn't think he's popular enough to where it would, you know, they would do like a replica of his. Buddy. Yeah. I'm just kind of surprised by that. We're right at like an hour 20. Really? Mm-hmm. Travis yeah, is we... watching the clock, wanting to get the hell out of here. No, actually, I was just... <laughs> I was just curious, but yeah. Did we have anything last minute we wanted to bring up before we wrap it, or...? The, the window shopping episode. The win- yeah, I know. <laughs> it turned, what did it turn into? You were going to call it the... Um, what is it? Stalling episode? No, what was it? I don't know. I forget now. I don't really pay attention to anything that I say, so I'm not <laughs> surprised. <laughs> and now it got turned into the window shopping episode. It pretty much did. Well, there you you know what? The whole thing with like proline discontinuing stuff is I, I don't like how it makes me feel inside because then I feel like I need to like hurry up and buy all the shit that I think looks cool and hoard it, you know, because it's not going to be around someday. Yeah. I know what you mean. It, oh, you want to know what I have that's like a super legacy item from them? Hmm. I still have new in bag, never been touched. Uh, Proline Bronco body for the Wraith. Oh, yeah. Did they even offer the Jeep one for it anymore? No, that one's been discontinued too. No kidding. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's actually pretty funny because uh, when Michelle's dad takes out his his Wraith that he actually has a Bronco body on it, um, he always like started, like when somebody made a comment at one event and said, Oh, that's a really nice body. It's a shame they don't make it anymore. And he kind of like freaked out and he goes, What do you mean they don't make it anymore? I say, Yeah, they don't make it anymore. He goes, What happens if I ruin this? And I go, Don't ruin it. And he goes, What happens if I ruin it? And I told and I told him, I was like, Well, I got one more. And he goes, Oh, okay, good. And I go, But it's gonna cost you. And he goes, What do you mean it's gonna cost you? I said, They don't make it anymore. <laughs> uh, I always love giving him a hard time. It's so easy. Seriously, though, like, doesn't that kind of make you feel, like, a little bit panicked when there's something cool that you like? Like, for example, like, the metric. Like, I really like the metric body, and I'm all freaked out that they're going to discontinue it. So it's like, oh, my God, I really want to have a spare, and, you know. I mean, obviously, they always keep coming out with new stuff, but it's like. I get what you're saying. You know what you just need to do is, like, I kind of have one, too, is. Sometimes I'll buy a body and I just throw it up, you know, in a box and say, all right, look, I got this. And I have like what I call my body graveyard, like stuff, bodies that I may never, ever use, but hey, I have them. Yeah. Like, well, one of the things I did, I bought two of the uh, Cross RC Scout bodies because, you know, because like I really haven't driven that black Scout very much just for fear of messing it up because it is like. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that thing looks really, really good, and I don't want to jack the body up. So, but you know, same type of thing. I bought like two of those just on the off chance that they end up discontinuing them or something. So, 
Yeah, I feel you. The one body I wish I got, you know, before they discontinued it was that um, newer Chevy body style, just the cab. Um, oh, kinda, yeah. The one that um, Scooter Scott just found. Yeah, that's a surprising one. That Well, maybe it wasn't super popular just because of the fact that it was cab only and not the bed, too. Well, that was – you got to remember, that was big when they did the whole – they came out with the Ford series, and it was designed to mount to the um, – to the honcho cage like that was their you know thing was yeah. to you know everything was to mount to that cage because the honcho was still popular now that you know i think once the honcho wasn't as popular kind of you know that's when you started seeing it get discontinued yeah exactly you know what travis needs to add to this one right at the end he needs to put in the 50 cent song window shopper <laughs> I'm upset that you even know that song. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Why do you? Why do you have that on tap in your memory that quick? Because as soon as you said "Window Shopper," I don't know why that song pops up in my head. <laughs> <sighs> hey, I told you I'm very musically. Do, should I feel bad for you? Like I, I don't understand how I'm supposed to react. I don't know. How do you feel? You're supposed to react. <laughs> Oh, man. Why do you always hate on what I listen to? I don't hate on everything you listen to. I refuse that answer. <laughs> hey, there Wrong. it is. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have that dude on the show and just listen to him. <laughs> He'll probably just, refuse to come on the show. Just have him just tell us how it is on, like, everything. <laughs> it's like, here is your platform. Baffle everybody with your bullshit that you know. Let's hear it. Exactly. Wrong! I'm an engineer. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, so should we save the rest of our uh, shenanigans for next week? I think so. Yeah. Right at an hour 25, so we're good to go. All right. Cool. Sounds good. That was fun. Sorry if we disappointed people with not a whole lot of phenomenal content tonight. It sounds weird to say, (laughs) but I think at this point people are just here to listen to us BS. Yeah, probably. Pretty much. I guess, yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) Hope you had fun, everybody. before Travis gets any more answer to get off this show, we'll uh, we'll let you guys go. No. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and mark my words, next big thing in scale RC, brass driver heads. Brass driver. <laughs> you're you're gonna see them. Call uh, All right. Thank you, everybody. Okay. We'll see you next week. See you.